0: The coffee hour is not for clicks. Now at your typical coffee hour, you'll find people drinking coffee, having donuts, chatting with people, usually in a group setting, usually in a group of people they're comfortable with. And there's nothing wrong with that. You'll also find some people sitting by themselves at a table or just standing in a corner. Sometimes they look friendly, sometimes they don't. Nevertheless, they're alone. When I walk into a coffee hour setting, unless I'm in a hurry, I tend to look for people who are standing by themselves and introduce myself. Why do I do this? It's not because I'm the most friendly person, although some people say I'm friendly, not because I have the time. It's because I realize that there are a lot of lonely people out there. And it doesn't hurt to just walk up and say, hi, is this your first time here? Are you visiting? Hi, my name is Cynthia. doesn't hurt to do that. You never know what effect you might have on that person's life. You never know how much they're hoping and praying that someone We'll talk to them because maybe they're socially awkward or maybe they're standing there and being optimistic and saying, okay, no one's talking to me today, but maybe they'll talk to me next time. Yes, they themselves can take a step and approach someone, but not everyone is that comfortable. So today we're going to talk about the coffee hour clicks. The coffee hour is not a place to form clicks. And you may be part of a clique without realizing it. Welcome to Lifesmithing. My name is Cynthia Burley. God sends his friends to be our firm support in the whirlpool of struggle. In the company of friends, we will find strength to attain our sublime ideal, St. Maximum Colby. The coffee hour is a place that people can make friends. Now, I know some people have the idea that when they go to Mass, they just go there to worship God, and that's all they need. They can go to mass, then rush to the parking lot and go home and be with their families. It's true that on Sundays, you definitely should be with your family, but it's important to get to know the community of believers. And this is not a Protestant thing. The early church spent a lot of time together. And in fact, later on in church history, People built communities around the church. So you had neighborhoods that were around the church. People did activities with each other. They had their church picnics. They had their bingo. They had events for the children. Their whole social life revolved around the church parish. And so Christians were not meant to be solitary Christians. Christians were meant to be part of a community. And especially in this time, we really need to build a community of believers because trust me, the persecution is coming. And when the persecution comes, what are you going to do? Who are you going to reach out to? Do you have any connections? Are you friends with any other Catholics? Do you like people? Do other people like you? It's important to build a community. Now I want to talk about loneliness because loneliness is something that we all experience and there's a reason for that. St. Augustine says, our hearts are restless until they rest in you. So we were formed. We were built with that desire for more, with that desire for union with God. We're always going to feel an emptiness, a longing for God. However, we were meant to have friends in this world. And one way to make friends is to make friends at your parish. Recently, there was a panel discussion by the National Institute of Health, and they spoke about loneliness. And here are some of the statements. Loneliness and social isolation can be as damaging to health as smoking 15 cigarettes a day 15 cigarettes a day. Here are some key findings. An estimated 6.7 billion in annual federal spending is attributable to social isolation among older adults. Poor social relationships were associated with a 29% increase in risk of coronary heart disease. And a 32% rise in the risk of stroke and other diseases. Some might say, well, of course, people are going to be lonely because they don't know God. They've rejected God. But did you know that Christians are lonely as well? Even Christians experience loneliness. Although being part of a Christian community helps. And that's the key. The reason that Christians experience less loneliness, less depression, is because of that community. But if you don't have that community, you can still feel lonely. We are spiritual and we also have corporal bodies. And the corporal bodies have emotions. And these emotions mean that sometimes we're sad. Sometimes we're happy. We need to be able to have friendships. We need to be able to have people that we can count on. Keep smiling, keep shining, knowing you of another that is known to god alone becomes to a much less degree open to us through friendship it partially fills the desire of our incomplete lonely hearts for completeness in another saint thomas aquinas so why do people get ignored at coffee hour a number of reasons first reason may be that people just are not paying attention to their surroundings right It's natural for us as human beings to be really into ourselves and what's going on with us without noticing other people. So we may find someone at the coffee hour that we know or we wanted to talk to about something and we rush to them and we start talking. Next thing you know, we're laughing, we're enjoying ourselves, we're having fun. We're not really paying attention to who else is in the room. Is there anyone that's sitting by themselves? So that's, that's one reason. The second reason is that People are not willing to step outside of their comfort zone. So you might actually see someone that's by themselves, but you don't feel comfortable approaching. Maybe you're shy. Maybe you're a bit of an introvert. Maybe it took you a long time to even make the friends that you made now at the coffee hour. So it's not easy for you to approach someone and start a conversation. Maybe you don't know how you're going to be received. It's possible. It's possible. That the person looks unfriendly. Do you know that sometimes some people look unfriendly, but they're not? That's just their resting face, right? Sometimes we can't help that. Or we may not know that we have a face that is unapproachable. So you might look at that person and decide, I'm not going to approach that person. They're probably not friendly or they probably want to be left alone. They probably want to be left alone is the excuse that most people say in the way they rationalize not making friends with people, right? Okay, so that's another reason. Those two reasons, just not paying attention or not willing to step outside the comfort zone, is, you know, these reasons are understandable and there's no bad intent behind them. However, there's another reason which actually does have bad intent, and that reason is snobbery, cliquish mentality. Why do people form cliques? Because cliques give you uh, a form of social status. So if you're with a popular crew, you feel that you're popular. A clique is an affirmation that you are important, and that's why people are happy to be part of cliques. You feel cool. You feel like you're somebody. What makes a clique a clique is that it's exclusive. If everyone were part of that clique, then it wouldn't be a clique, would it? It would just be a group of people. Ah, but this is what we should strive for. We should strive to be a group of friendly people open to anyone who wants to join. If you find that you are becoming part of a clique, and it's okay to be part of a clique as long as you are not clique-ish. What do I mean by that? There may be a group, a clique that is made up of people who actually like you. And so you're able to be in that clique and to talk to people there. You might be able to move in and out of different cliques, and that's fine. However, you shouldn't have a cliquish mentality. Do not be cliquish yourself, meaning, if you're in a click, if you happen to be standing at the coffee hour in a group that's a popular group, and you see someone kind of standing nearby, welcome them into the group. You know, just say, hey, how are you? What's going on? And kind of bring them into the conversation. So in that way, you may be part of a clique, but you don't have a clickish mentality. Never, never, never use a click to bolster your status or to build your self esteem. So if you are cliquish, or maybe you didn't realize you were cliquish, but you are, just pay attention next time. If you notice that you only hang out with a certain group, the popular group, just pay attention and try to rectify that. Now, the other reason that sometimes you have cliques that form, and these are natural cliques, the natural cliques are cliques that form based on age group age range. So for example, it's natural that millennials will hang around together. That you know, Gen Xers will be together. That baby boomers will be together. That's just natural because people are tribal. And the reason these kind of cliques form is because you have a lot more in common and that's okay. However, you can still be in those cliques without being cliquish, as I said before. There's a particular church that I used to belong to that I really liked. And that parish, not that there weren't any cliques, there were cliques, because I said people form natural cliques based on age and other things. But it was open, very open. So for example, you might have a a clique hanging out, talking at a table, anybody could come to the table and start talking to no one would shun you. Okay. You can just come to the table and start talking. So you can have a group of 20 something year olds and something, somebody who's 40 years old comes to the table. Hey guys, what's up? Hey, join us. You know, they were very open to people of different age ranges. People would go out to dinner or uh, to lunch after mass And it was perfectly okay to say, hey, can I come with you guys? And everyone was fine. So although natural cliques formed, they were open. So anyone could be part of it. I know one particular woman, she's a baby boomer. And she, many times she hung out with younger people because she had a young spirit. Because you see, sometimes age has to do with your spirit also. So you may be a certain age, but you may have a young spirit. You may actually like hanging out with younger people. And there's nothing wrong with that. So you have to be really careful about being too stuck on the age group thing. I give myself for an example. I'm a Gen Xer, but I relate better with people between the millennial and Gen X generation. And I'm not sure why that is. It's probably because I'm someone who's online a lot. So because I'm online, I'm reading a lot. I'm aware of a lot of things. And also before I became Catholic, I was a bit on the wild side. <laughs> so I I just knew a lot of things that were going on in the world. Um, so because of that, I just tend to relate better to that you know, age range, right? So someone might look at me and say, oh, she's probably not going to be interested in anything we have to say, but it's not true. It's not true because I just have a, a younger spirit. You also might have somebody who's younger. I know some people who like to hang out with older people because they have an old soul. What's called an old soul. They relate better with older people. They're not that much into levity, they're into more serious things, and so they like to hang with older people. The point is, when you're at a coffee hour, Just be aware of these things. Just be aware that people are people. People also cannot control how they look. So they may look like a very serious person who can't laugh at a joke, but you won't know that until you actually talk to them. So reach out to people who seem to be alone, who don't seem to be part of any group. Please reach out to those people because loneliness is a very serious thing. And you never know who you might make friends with. You might look at someone and they don't seem to have anything in common with you. But then you find out they do have one thing in common with you. At some point, have a variety of different friends. But most of all, I beg of you, out of charity, when you go to your coffee hour, look for that one person that is by himself and go up to that person and say, Hey, how are you? I'm so-and-so. Sirach 6, 16 A faithful friend is a strong defense, and he that hath found him hath found a treasure. Nothing can be compared to a faithful friend, and no weight of gold and silver is able to contravail the goodness of his fidelity. A faithful friend is the medicine of life and immortality. And they that fear the Lord shall find them. So stop being cliquish at your coffee hour and reach out to somebody new. Have a blessed day. St. Ignatius of Loyola says, he who goes about to reform the world must begin with himself or he loses his labor. Until we decide to reform ourselves, we cannot hope to have any influence on our families, our culture, our politics, our world.